What's up, everybody? Welcome back to 1025 In Conversation. This is episode three. I'm Jordan Keith Walton, and today I have a special guest. I've recently become a fan of her on her YouTube channel, and that is Gabby from California Blend. First of all, Gabby, I just want to say for the upteenth time, thank you so much for being a part of 1025 In Conversation. It is so dope to have you here. Thanks for having me. Now, I just want to kick it off with tell everyone about yourself. So um, my name is Gabby and I'm a West Palm Beach, Florida artist. Normally I sell my artwork at comic conventions. I've been doing that since I was 14 years old. And as of late, I just created my own comic entitled Luminous Sage that deals with bioluminescence, ocean pollution and ocean exploitation as well. And currently I'm attending Savannah College of Art and Design, the Atlanta campus, and I'm actually a film and TV major. So I dabble in a little bit of art, a little bit of film and TV. So I just have different patterns passions and stuff that's what's up that's what's up i tried getting into scat i actually got into scat and uh, i couldn't go because money was a little little tight so but yeah i'm also i'm from atlanta atlanta georgia and i go to university of west georgia and i am also a film and television major all that type of stuff but yeah one of the things i like to ask people gabby is especially artists is what was the main thing that kind of inspires you to become an artist and were there any artists, for example, like Jack Kirby or uh, Steve Ditko that you admired while growing up? Yeah. So um, how I got into art, since I have three older brothers, they are all artists as well. But um, the second one kind of took off with his art. So I watched him as I was growing up and stuff. And I was never like formally trained in art. It's just something that has always been self-taught. And I specialize in acrylic painting on canvas and stuff. So I just kind of learn as I go and just try to develop my own style and I also have a passion for superheroes so my passion for superheroes and my passion for art just kind of combined so that's how I ended up where I am yeah it's just a match made in heaven you know it is it's interesting that when you say that you have you know three older brothers and then you know you kind of went on your own you know path to become an artist because very similar to me for example like I'm the youngest in my family and I grew up loving comic books and loving comic book movies like I think I I think the first film that I ever literally watched in my lifetime was the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie which I actually became a fan of on your channel and I was like like your reaction was like yeah that was like my reaction while watching the movie I was like it's pretty cool pretty cool and then when I got into middle school, originally, and I tell this story a billion times, originally I wanted to be an engineer. I thought I was going to be like the black Tony Stark or something. And then I, I took an engineering class and I was like, yeah, this isn't it. And then I watched these two films called Akira and Old Boy. They're like one's an anime and the other one's a South Korean film. And I was like, the light bulb went off and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And yeah. here I am. Now, when it comes to a lot of artists, they have to start somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a short film, like for me, for example, whether it's a painting, any, you know, or photography, any creation that an artist does, that's always their first kind of thing where it's like, okay, I'm passionate about this and I'm really going to, you know, pursue this. What was your first piece that you considered like your artistic breakthrough in a way? 
Yeah, uh, it was a painting that I did, I think in 2014 or 2015, it was a painting that I did of Captain Jack Sparrow. And it took me maybe like 20 hours to complete. And I really love the way that it turned out. It's very realistic and stuff. So I would say that that was like the turning point for me. That's dope, that's dope. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of artists, when they first start off, when it comes to drawing and all that stuff, usually their first piece, it looks very different from their uh, latest piece, you know? Do you have any, did your style like evolve over time or like when you first drew that piece, it was like, okay, this is awesome. And I'm just going to keep on, you know, pursuing it. You got to right. get what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, in the early stages of my art, I mainly dealt with just like using pencils and shading, no color whatsoever. And I love drawing pictures that were portraits of people. I love drawing, uh, trying to recreate people as closely as they look as possible and stuff. So um, that kind of transition, I'm still transitioning. Like um, 2014, 2015, I started doing paintings and using color and uh, kind of getting away from pencils. But now I'm slowly starting to switch out of doing paintings and I'm doing comic book sketch covers and I'm using markers and color pencils now. So I just feel like, you know, I'll just, follow with where my heart's going so yeah yeah it's just a, it's a it's a evolution as an artist you know and speaking of that what is your preferred like process when it comes to creating art do you like using painting doing paintings or do you kind of dabble a little bit in the digital art like using wacom tablets and graphics tablets like from Huion and xp pen right sure <laughs> As an artist, I'm pretty traditional at heart, you know, except for when it comes to my comic book, which you kind of have to do digital, which uh, the first part of my comic I did traditionally, then the second half is done digitally, but everything is inked uh, digitally and colored as well. But when it comes, yeah, I prefer digital. No, 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 no. I meant, I, I meant to say I prefer traditional. I love yeah. just the feel, the touch of canvas and using materials and stuff. I find that to be easier than doing digital. Of course, there's plus sides to digital. Like you can always make simple corrections or alterations very easily and right. faster. Right. And a lot of people have been having that discussion, even when it comes to animation. A lot of people say, okay, what, what do I prefer more? the traditional animation where it's like cell animation where you have to draw it on picture and you have to keep on flipping back and forth or digital where it's like, okay, I can create this. And then other people are going to create like different scenes have in between artists and all that. Same thing with film. Is it digital? Do you like making movies on area Alexa's and reds and all that, or the old fashioned, like old timey celluloid where you have to send that out to like a lab or something and get that developed. So yeah, a lot of artists, they have the specific thing that just makes them them in a way. Okay. Now in the ever growing world, ever expanding world of comic book movies, of course, we've seen this with the MCU, the DCEU, the Spider-Man moves and all that. But in the world of comic books, is there any franchise that you personally would like to like dip your toe in you know, and, you know, add your little flair to the uh, world. Yeah, like a comic book title specifically, a character or like. Oh, just like any franchise like Marvel or DC, you know, e even what character would you like to work on, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> as of late, I'm really finding myself to be 
in love with the independent comic world. Um, there was a book that came out earlier uh, from Aftershock called Scout's Honor. So like I really fell in love with that story and stuff. But one of my favorite comic books and it's independent is Lady Killer, which they're already adapting that into a TV show. So yeah. uh, it'll probably be Lady Killer. Um, I don't even know. If I had to adapt something, it would probably be from Marvel. I love Marvel so much. So I would say that. Yeah. Now, when I was introduced to you, I was introduced to you, of course, do, through your YouTube channel, which I'm going to leave a link in the description for people to go, you know, check it out. Was there kind of like a, a drive of you to be like, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel or you just did it for like fun. And I was like, hey, this sounds, this is pretty cool. I'm gonna keep, you know, doing it. Okay. So actually a lot of my YouTube video, my original YouTube videos are gone off of my channel. So what you see now is kind of like just this year. So I started doing YouTube in 2018. The first video I did was the Avengers Endgame trailer breakdown. So I, that was like a whole 30 minute video. Or yeah. whatever. I was just talking, uh, mainly like my peers or family members watched the video and stuff. And I was making comic videos or unboxing videos. And then um, it happened August of 20. I think that was yes august of 2020 i did the batman trailer reaction uh, from the dc fandom event yeah and then my video got like 20,000 views and i was like wait what like, I was, oh like, crap <laughs> i was like what's happening it's yeah. like i'm getting you know like 50 views or something on a video and yeah. that's when i really started to work hard on uh my reaction videos and i invested in buying a microphone and a huge green screen and so with the disney t with the um Marvel Disney Plus show WandaVision. That's when I started to do video reactions faithfully. And I was like, okay, there's something to it. Because I was trying to do breakdown videos at first, but that wasn't really working out. So I just adapted. And then I kind of gained a following from doing the TV shows. I was waking up at 3 a.m. every Wednesday <laughs> in order to get the video out that day in yeah. early time. And as the TV shows from Marvel stopped, I just decided to do uh, the movie reactions to movies that I haven't seen. Cause there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. So yeah. it's been working out for me pretty well. And I love to dress up and um, react to movies. Cause I just think that, I think that that is so fun. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. Cause like, I, I remember like when I first saw your Spider-Man trilogy videos, I was like, oh my gosh, she's never seen the Tony McGuire Spider movies, I've seen those a billion and one times. So, yeah. like, when I see your reaction for the first time, it's like, okay, it's really cool seeing another person's reaction on something that you grew up loving, you know. And then even with like, I know you said your first video was the Avengers Endgame one. My friend, who is like the biggest MCU fan, she watched the MCU trailer and she literally texted me a lot how she was so distraught. And even after Infinity War came out, like me and my friends, we always meme the movie and like recreate the, you know, the dusting and all that type of stuff. And it was just, I'm telling you, that was one of the funniest times, like just being a Marvel fan. And even, you know, when you start, when people start YouTube channels, like for me, I started YouTube when I was 14 years old, I tried doing movie reviews and I was like, okay, this, this is not really it. So I went to the drawing board and I was like, okay, what can I do? Cause of course I want to be a filmmaker and all that type of stuff. And then the idea of this podcast came about during the summer of 2020. I was like, Oh, what can I do? You know what I'm saying? And then me and my friends, we were having a conversation and I literally just light bulb went off again. I was like, Hey, do you guys want to start a podcast? And here I am, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah. Now, like all creatives, being a creative is very challenging, you know, and being uninspired is one of the most, is a humongous fear that many artists face. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times when people, when people hear that you're an artist or when people hear that you're a filmmaker or whatever, a lot of people saying, oh, that's not a real job, you know, like a nine to five or, oh, that's, you're going to be a starving artist, which that term really doesn't, that's kind of thrown out now, you know what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of artists who make a living off of it and they're hella successful. What do you do to keep being inspired? And also what's the thing that keeps your like creative just brain, you know, your creative juices flowing to every day want to create? Yeah, it's kind of funny because I am constantly inspired just by different things. Like even when I was in class, this is my business class that I'm taking. We were just watching a video about like how technology is taking over the world and stuff. So as as we were watching this video, like I was thinking about a film idea and stuff. So just anything like words, especially history class or like language arts class, that's like really all these cool ideas start formulating in my mind. Um, I'm very interested in a lot of things like from marine biology to superheroes to film and TV. It was just stuff that I see and I'm always thinking about that I could enhance or take from this situation or scenario. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. You know, history, for some reason, like I'd never really been that big of a fan of like going to school. I know that sounds absolutely crazy. Like I'm on my delinquent type stuff, but like, being in a, a language arts, a history, or an art class, I was like, okay, this is kind of, this is pretty cool. This is, you know, you're being inspired, but you're learning about history, learning about certain things that happened before you were even born. Now, the final, the final question, I know this was like a real quick interview, like a quick bite interview, but if you were to tell your 14 year old self who is just getting started in becoming an artist and, you know, is going to the comic conventions and all that, what would you tell her? <laughs> you made it. No, <laughs> uh, I, I would just, you know, I feel like where I am today, I couldn't have even imagined, like it's always something that I've dreamed of, but it's something that I couldn't have imagined. I would probably just tell myself to keep going, you know, even though you may be tired sometimes or you feel like, all the work that you're putting in there is no yield like it will pay off eventually because like right now i'm in a space where i'm doing everything that i've always wanted to do so it's awesome that's awesome and yeah you know i feel like a lot of young kids who aspire to become you know creatives in this world you just have to instead of trying to be like oh you know that's not really a stable income and all that type of stuff you just got to keep saying hey yo I know this is going to sound kind of cliche, but you could be anything that you put your mind to. Man. That's that. What's uh, yeah, that's very quick. But uh, is there anything you want to ask me personally? Like, any questions? What's like your end game? What's my end game? After I graduate, I plan on becoming, of course, a filmmaker. And I'm trying a lot of things out. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that I want to do that, you know, I, I, I call myself the jack of all trades. Like I know how to how to sew. I know how to make music. I know how to edit. I'm doing this, you know, the 1025 podcast and 1025 in conversation. I just love learning new things. And hopefully one day you'll see a, a poster that says a Jordan Walton film, man. 
be like, hey, that guy interviewed me. You know? <laughs> I love that. Dopeness, dopeness. But uh, yeah. Thank you, Gabby. Thank for, you so much thank, for having me. Hey, you're welcome, man. But thank you for being a part of 1025 In Conversation. And thank you guys for watching episode three of 1025 In Conversation. I'm Jordan Keith Walton, along with Gabby, and I'll see you next time. Peace. Let me see.